Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Jokes and memes are great on social media, but can that social media be used to help improve safety? Some recent research out of QUT investigates whether or not being funny can actually help with road safety messages. And we look to road safety messages in Victoria, as well as train safety, to see what messaging works to help reduce risk and save lives across Australia and internationally. Safety is often the butt of many jokes. Anyone who's worked on a large site or complicated projects, especially in Australia, will be well aware of all the complicated and difficult paperwork that people have to fill in lengthy site inductions, complicated personal protective equipment requirements, and the list goes on. But all of these things are there for a reason. Much like the billboards, TV campaigns, radio advertisements, and web ads, advertising and messaging and safety procedures are all part of making sure we get home safe at the end of the day. And they're just as important as regulation uh, to ensure that those are being complied with. A research group from Queensland University of Technology said to for Accident Research and Road Safety. In preparation for an international conference, the Australasian Road Safety Conference, which will be held later this year, have published a, a quick study that investigates the effectiveness of advertising, particularly humorous advertising, in the way it relates to road safety. This research was led by Alana Hawkins from QUT's Centre for the Accident Research and Road Safety, and will be presented just recently in Perth at the Australasian Road Safety Conference. Now, humour is often a strategy that is employed, and basically the idea is if you make something funny, it's more likely to be talked about, shared, or rewatched. And for advertisers, that's great because that means that they can have a more effective ad, and particularly one where you're trying to get people to think about or change their behaviour. Uh, As part of this study, Alana interviewed 10 young Australian drivers and showed them basically a short advertisement generated in Korea, basically to try and promote the dangers of sleepy or drowsy driving. And in this video, it's about one one minute long and it has over a million views. And it's a bit of a viral video and one that people weren't likely to have seen, at least in an Australian context. So it's a useful case study. And basically, in this ad, these little critters inside a car all eventually get drowsier and drowsier, fall asleep, and crash. And after being shown this video, she asked the participants to reflect on what they saw and see if they had any response, positive or negative, or a call to action. Which is exactly what you're trying to get to in an advertisement like this. And the general response from this study was that the light-hearted approach was pretty inappropriate for the subject of lots of people uh, potentially dying, given the large number of drowsy or distracted driving-related accidents and deaths. So if you, the research is showing that if you want to use more positive-based, emotion-based messages, such as humour, it may need to be reconsidered, mostly because using humour may limit the effectiveness, because if the driver just dismisses the video as funny, rather than actually understanding that it's on them now to then also change their behavior, the message might get lost in translation. And whilst they laugh, think about it briefly, it may not be that effective in the long run in changing the behavior. Now, of course, this is just a small, short study, but it raises some interesting questions. 
can humour be effective in advertising? And what type of advertising in promoting safety actually does and doesn't work? So we're going to look at a few separate examples from across Australia that take a very different approach to safety and advertising and see what the results for those have been over a long period of time. Now, in Australia, there's one group that stands above the rest in their effectiveness and, well, certain tact in the way that they approach their advertising for safety purposes. And that is the Traffic Accident Commission, which is a Victorian-based road safety organisation that was formed in 1980s and began a really, really strong advertising campaign in 1989 that's run for now over 25 years. And in general, its mission in this advertising campaign is not just to shock, but to bring and show people the reality of road trauma. And their major mission in this campaign was described as to upset, outrage, and appall the Victorian populace so that the number of road-related deaths, accidents, and trauma could be greatly reduced. Now, this advertising campaign has been very, very successful over a long period of time. It was coordinated by Grey, Melbourne, as well as the TAC themselves. And there's been about 160 different TV advertisements, probably more now once you factor in radio, billboards, press advertising, as well as all now all internet, viral videos and apps. But they've been incredibly effective and they're very, very graphic in nature. There's a number of different types of advertisings, but they don't really shy away from showing the gruesome and devastating reality of road accidents. Now, the reason why Victoria undertook this strategy was basically in 1987, the Victorian government recognised that road toll deaths were incredibly high and more than spiking. There were around 776 deaths a year from the road toll in 1989 when that started in Victoria. Now, interestingly, what was quite fascinating about the results is that when you look at where the death toll is now, 287 deaths a year, the TAC plays a part in that reduction of numbers. Of course, cars have gotten a lot safer. Crumple zones, airbags, different types of seating arrangements, smart auto braking cars, ABS, you name it. There's a lot of advancements in road technology. There's also been better roads, safety barriers, and changes in law and police enforcement that have all helped bring down the road toll. But if you consider that Australia, or at least Victoria, is relatively similar to the other states in Australia, it's interesting to look at what the numbers are comparing Victoria to the rest of Australia. Now, the TIC only functions and advertises in Victoria as a Victorian agency. And if you compare them to the other states, there actually is a marked decrease relative to the other states, which highlights the effectiveness of the TAC advertisements. If the TAC's graphic and really profound advertising, which it should be noted have won numerous awards internationally and nationally over its 25-year history, have actually gone to a good effect of reducing 
the amount of accidents, deaths and incidents and or, or trauma to people on Victorian roads, more so than in other states, which don't have an equivalently tough or aggressive campaign. And it's interesting because the TIC itself, the Traffic Accident Commission, sort of acts as a third-party insurance provider. It's funded via a portion of the car registration fee in Victoria, and it's not only a statutory body for registration, but also an insurer. And road trauma costs Victorians around $4.5 billion a year. And out of that, the TAC supports probably about $1 billion of that through payments and insurance claims. So they obviously have a good interest in reducing the amount of road accidents, not only because it saves lives, but there's also a fiscal impact in that as well. And so they spend over roughly $20 million a year on advertising, and their advertisings are very well produced and effective. And as such, over the 25-year period, they've built an incredibly strong and well-recognized brand, which is really odd for a government road safety agency. But the ideas put forward by the TAC have been adopted internationally, with groups in the UK uh, starting to adopt, for example, the TAC's drink driving ad campaign in the 2005 uh, was also similarly adopted by UK, Think UK, uh, a couple of years later. Uh, ads from the TAC have run just straight as they are in China, but revoiced to be appropriate for the local language. And lots of other countries, including the European Union, the UK, Ireland, South Africa, Vietnam, and Bosnia-Herzegovina, have used strategies and ads by different departments across the world. And that just shows how effective this can be and recognised as a global leader. And there's been a lot of studies to investigate this. Uh, one analysis report published by Transport South Australia, a neighbouring state, conducted a serious review of the effectiveness over the decade-long period. And they found that, well, between the period of 1983 to 88, there's a rapid increase in the amount of accidents. And then these accidents reduced by almost 50%. They just dropped away and then stayed at an incredibly low level by 1992. And that pretty much coincides with the level of activity of the TAC, not only in their formation in 87, but their starting of campaigning in 89. And this report investigates whether or not other factors, such as road changes, legislative changes, and so on, could have played a factor. And yes, this is important, they will have contributed, but a major reduction, about 35% of serious injuries, a drop of 35% that is, and a reduction of about 46% in road crashes and deaths compared to the previous five years, really goes to show and emphasise the effectiveness of this model. That's the results of many different independent research studies that were conducted. So shocking people and presenting them with the harsh realities of road trauma, at least in Victoria, has been incredibly successful and copied worldwide as a way to reduce road accidents. But what about other ways? What about making people laugh or getting a catchy song stuck in their head? Well, a different authority in Victoria, Metro Trains, had an interesting approach to this very problem.
The Dumb Ways to Die campaign launched by Metro Trains, created by McCann Melbourne, an advertising agency, was one of the most shared and viral videos of 2012, stormed the Cairns Lions Awards Festival, and won Ad Age's 12th Best Campaign of the 21st Century, which is pretty good for a flat animated, colourfully annotated with little monsters, getting gruesomely killed in a variety of different ways by trains, by being distracted, by falling on the tracks, by doing a bunch of dumb things. And all of this was accompanied by a chirpy and upbeat song. The combination of all these things put together in a YouTube video went viral internationally as well as locally, and it spawned countless views. Now, the idea was to increase public awareness of the dangers around roads, particularly in a youth demographic. People glued to their smartphones and other devices can become more at risk at large things like train stations or tram stops or bus stops. And that can increase the number of accidents, incidents, injuries and death. And so Metro Trains, the train provider for Melbourne, commissioned this ad. They were really trying to see if there was a way that they could reach this audience, get the message stuck in their head that they need to be aware and be safer. And they did that in a way that was funny, humorous, even if it was a black humor, and very, very effective. Got a wide reach. It went viral, which means that it was very enjoyable for people to watch or at least watch and share. And the song, the jingle, got stuck in people's heads. So it was a multi-tiered approach to actually getting and reaching an audience and sticking with it. Now, Metro Trains in 2013 noted that they saw a sharp reduction in risky, or as the video would have called it, dumb behavior, such as walking or driving around boom gates level crossings, looking at your phone instead of looking at a train or tram as it approaches you, <laughs> lots of different ways that you could potentially injure yourself. And during the three-month period following the campaign's launch, they saw about a 20% drop in these dumb behavior-based incidents. And also, incidents of near misses were also down 20% against the annual average, which is pretty good as a result. Now, of course, through the later half of the year, and as the time has progressed since this campaign has launched in 2013, these numbers will slowly but surely start to rise again. And, of course, whilst these changes were good and this advertising campaign was effective, the challenge is, once you've done it once, well, then it will start. the message starts to wear off as people forget and their old behaviours resurface as the song gets out of their head. To counter this, they released a second video a couple of years later, as well as an app with fun and games. And again, these had some success and serve as a good reminder. But more importantly, the year-on-year -year reduction in near misses and accidents between the years over a couple of year period has actually started to decrease, which is actually pretty good. From a 13 near misses and accidents around trains per million kilometers of train travel to around nine. And that's not bad, all things considered. And these numbers have continued to decrease over about 2013 and 2014. To show the effectiveness of these ads. Now, the more important part, and this is what Metro Trains argues as their major strategy here, is they want to reach and stick with kids. 
Because if you can impact a cultural change on a generation of kids who would have been anywhere from 4 to 20 at the time of the ad's original launch, as they grow up, you've got an audience who's primed to remember this ad campaign. So you only have to do small micro-adjustments or slight reissues or rehashes of the same theme and you get the message back with them all over again. But it also is a cultural change and it gets all of those young kids aware, alert and remembering, much in the same way as Slip Slop Slap, the sunscreen advertising campaign, has as well. In fact, the engagement rate with children is incredibly high. 70% of kids in Australia, not just Victoria, are aware of the ad and 67% have been actively involved in engaging with the campaign, pledging to be road safe, a little fun game app that they have. And, you know, if you talk to people under 10, they will be able to tell you what this ad's about so they know the message. An 18 to 29-year-old group is about 46% have reported having seen the campaign, which isn't bad, and it shows the effectiveness sort of tapers off as the age increases because it wasn't really the target audience. But any time you get your message out to reaching over 31 countries in the top games list for an app about safety, which is pretty incredible, and millions and millions of views on YouTube, and even a Christmas single that they released at one point with a new message. It just goes to show that you can make being funny informative and help improve road safety. And even if it's only by a little bit, it can have long-lasting impacts for years to come. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. Both graphic campaigns that are shocking and realistic, along with jokey, catchy campaigns, both have their role to play in helping improve safety and save lives. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.